Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to episode number 313 of Mets Musings. Hope you all had a good week out there. And boy, we're getting close to spring training now, and the Mets have been busy. I know it's hard to believe, but they have been busy compared to most other teams on the uh, uh, in the leagues. And uh, it looks a little different tonight. I get that. Uh, we're just trying something a little bit different. I'm in my house instead of out in the studio. Uh, just got lazy, didn't want to go out there. So trying something a tad different this evening, but uh, uh, as long as it works, we're okay with that. Anyway, the Mets have been very busy, and uh, they did something today that they haven't done in a while, or actually something happened that hasn't happened in a while, if you're a Mets fan, and that is Zach Wheeler won his arbitration case against the team Reports Jerry Krasnick of ESPN. Wheeler will earn $1.9 million this coming season. The Mets had filed at $1.5 million. With Wheeler's contract figured in, the Mets payroll is currently at $146.37 million. Uh, Wheeler had a 5.21 ERA and a 1.58 whip with 81 strikeouts and 86.1 innings. He had 17 starts for the Mets last year. His last start came in July 22nd. He was shut down for the season due to a stress reaction in his right arm. And uh, he was the only Met player to go to arbitration this year. The team settled with A.J. Ramos, Jacob deGrom, Hansel Robles, Noah Syndergaard, Jerice Familia, Travis Darno, William Wilma Flores, and Matt Harvey. And I got to tell you, that Wheeler had kind of a nerve even filing for arbitration after the last two years he's had and after the season he had last year. That's uh, pretty gutsy. I mean, he made 800000 last year. I don't think he, he did anything really to uh, earn a raise. But in this crazy uh, atmosphere of baseball prices and whatnot, uh, he's going to get a raise, and it just seems awfully crazy but that's the way it goes in the modern day of baseball and uh how he won an arbitration case is really beyond me i don't understand that at all but he did and uh he's gonna get 1.9 million dollars so I guess congratulations to him he was fortunate enough to to uh, get away with it and win that case, so uh, he's a very rich man. Uh, Mets signed Todd Frazier. We talked about this in last week. They uh, signed him. He was introduced to the media and to New York on Wednesday. And he said, this is my home, man. I belong here. I belong in New York. 
It's a great situation, and I'm very proud to say that I'm a New York Met. Frazier, who spent the second half of last season with the Yankees, said he has spoken with David Wright, who, who is excited about Frazier joining the Mets. And there is a story out that the Mets actually contacted David Wright to get his blessing on this signing, and he was all for it. And uh, apparently both Sandy Alderson and uh, Jeff Wilpon contacted uh, Mr. Wright, and he was uh, in favor of it. So that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, David Wright is... Uh, in, I, I don't see him coming back, folks. I just don't. I, I He hasn't even started baseball activities yet. He hasn't even thrown a baseball. I, I don't for the life of me see him being able to come back and uh, I, I give him all the credit in the world. And I give the Mets credit for allowing him to try to come back. He deserves that. But whether or not he can accomplish it, I don't think it's going to happen. It's just too much shoulder surgery, neck surgery. He's got the spinal stenosis. He had some leg issues a couple of years ago. So I, I think it's just a lot. But the doctors haven't said he, he should give it up yet. And I think he's going to give it every effort to try to come back, uh, every effort possible to try to make it back, but I just don't see it happening. If he hasn't thrown a baseball yet, I, I don't know how he's going to be able to even play the game. And I have a funny feeling that uh, sometime along in the next few months, he will sit down with the team and they will work out some sort of uh, exit strategy, if you will. He'll work it out with his contract, the insurance company, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, I, I just think it's too much for him to handle at this point in time. You know, you only, your body can only take so much and he does have a wife and a child now and, uh, you know, be, be good enough for them, be healthy enough for them and not worry about, uh, playing major league baseball and you can be plenty healthy to live a regular everyday life and not play uh, play Major League Baseball. It's a whole different thing, just trying to get ready for that. So Todd Frazier is in. He is the new third baseman for the New York Mets. And hours after officially introducing Todd Frazier as the recent member, the newest member of the Mets, the club designated infielder Matt Reynolds for assignment to make room on a 40-man roster. Reynolds, 27 years old, made his major league debut in 2016, although he was on the Mets' 2015 NLDS roster. Remember, they brought him up after Ruben Tejada broke his leg. Uh, Reynolds hit 230 in 68 games to Mets last season. He is a 228 hitter with four home runs and 18 RBIs in his 115 big league games over parts of two seasons. The Mets recently DFA'd left-handed pitcher Josh Smoker and right-handed pitcher Chasen Bradford. Uh, both who were picked up by other teams. Smoker was dealt to the Pirates for minor league pitcher. 
Daniel Zamora, a lefty, while Bradford was claimed by the Mariners. So uh, we'll see if anybody claims Matt Reynolds, if he passes through the the wires, or uh, whether he gets claimed, or whether or not they try to work out some sort of minor deal. Uh, for Matt Reynolds. But it looks like uh, with the signing of Jose Reyes and Wilma Flores here, they really don't need another utility guy. And uh, now with with uh, Frazier back here and uh, Gonzalez and, and all the other infield, Cabrera and TJ Rivera coming back in May, let's not forget him, they really, uh, Matt Reynolds became expendable. And they still have F- Philip Evans and the Miners who essentially can do what Matt Reynolds did. So he became expendable, and he was DFA'd. Uh, okay, and according to New York Post reporter Ken Davidoff, Dominic Smith has lost 30 pounds since the end of last season, which helped him become more compact, lighter on his feet, and limber. I feel more athletic than I've ever been, Smith told Davidoff. As an athlete, I feel like this is the most advanced I've been for sure in my career. In January, the Mets signed 35-year-old first baseman Adrian Gonzalez to a one-year deal that will pay him only the league minimum salary. The day the deal was announced, Gonzalez told reporters that he expects to be the team's starting first baseman this season. Smith told Davidoff this week that he had not given up trying to beat out Gonzalez for the starting job at first base. He says he's ready to go and ready to battle for the spot. He may be ready to go. He may be ready to battle for the spot, but I I think it's pretty well picked out already that he's going back to AAA. I don't think they're going to give him uh, the opportunity to try and make this club at second base. Uh, at first base, and, uh, you know, he'd have to have a really, really terrific uh, spring training in order to accomplish that, and I don't see that happening right now, but we'll see. You never know. He could be so outstanding in spring training, offensively and defensively, and maybe Adrian Gonzalez isn't healthy. He's been telling everybody he's healthy, he's ready to go, he's 100%. So it's all going to matter uh, how that all plays out. But as of now, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. It doesn't look good for Mr. Smith. He wasn't that impressive. Showed some impressive power when he came up late last year. But his defense was not that impressive. And don't forget, he was touted as a defensive guy that could hit line drives. And he showed that he, he didn't show either. His defense wasn't very good. He did not hit the line drives that we were supposed to see. Again, he did hit for power. Did he pop seven homers in the brief span of time that he was here? But... Um, really didn't show a lot and had put on some weight again and uh, everybody was critical of that so let's keep that in mind as we go along this this season and just see what kind of uh what kind of spring he's going to have and it'll be interesting this will be interesting for the Mets on a lot of fronts this spring training uh with the advent of a new Regime coming in, a new manager, new pitching coach, new coaches, new uh, 
new uh, medical uh, uh, people, new ideas, a medical a guy in charge of medical. Uh, it's just going to be an interesting spring training from all aspects to see what goes on. And it starts in a mere four days. We're getting there. In fact, by the next podcast we do of Mets Musings, Pitches and Catches will be in camp. So that'll be an exciting thing and uh, something that we're looking forward to. All right, it's good. this is going to be a quick show tonight. Only a couple more stories. Uh, just more or less, this is an experiment and uh, still have bugs to work out on it. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, uh, one thing the Mets are going to have in camp is going to be former Mets ace Dwight Gooden. He announced on Twitter the other morning that he will be working with Mets pitchers in spring training this year. The right hand has been very vocal in the past about how much he believes in the Mets pitching staff, and he appears to be interested in having a hands-on interest in working uh, with them. The Mets could not ask for much more in terms of a mentor with these guys as Doc was as great a pitcher as anyone in his prime, and he was fantastic. So uh, Doc Gooden going to be working with the pitchers in spring training, and he's been looking better lately. Um, for a while, yeah, he was very gaunt, but uh, looks like he put on a few pounds again and, and is ready to go to help the Mets pitchers take this to the bank. All right, one last final story as the 2018 season approaches. New York Mets are undertaking a significant renovation to the home plate lounge at City Field. This from Fox Business. From a corporate entertainment perspective, what we found is a lot of companies look at sporting events as a business tool. Kenny Coperta, the Mets Senior Director of New Business Development, told Fox Business. It's an extremely attractive option to entertain and enjoy America's pastime. The home plate lounge, which doubles the size of the club it replaces, is open to fans sitting in the first eight rows of sections 11 to 19. Tickets come with plenty of free perks. All food and non-alcoholic beverages are complimentary, including popular items like Shake Shack burgers that are delivered straight to customer seats. Hey, how do I get those seats? Fans can also use their tickets to get free food, snacks, and drinks from concessions throughout the ballpark. Now, I don't think you're going to find these seats, you know, on sale anytime soon. Prominent companies among the Mets ticket holders behind home plate, according to Caperta, and the team has a long line of sponsors interested in putting their name on a renovated club. Seating is limited, but tickets are currently available. And here we go. Single game tickets are priced between, I should have a drum roll here, $323 and $779 depending on the visiting team. So it looks like if you want to go get those seats and want to shell out $323, you got to go, I guess, when the Padres are in uh, or uh, some uh, another bad team uh, because uh, if you want to go see the Nationals and sit there, it's going to probably cost you $779 uh, per seat. And uh, that's a little pricey and a little too much for my blood. But, uh, hey, you get lots of free food. So if you think you can eat that much, 
then uh, take a shot at it. Uh, the project is set to be completed prior to opening day on March 29th when the Mets take on the St. Louis Cardinals. And yes, you heard right. March 29th is opening day. So uh, make sure to have your long johns on and your uh, electric socks and electric gloves um, when you go, if you go opening day, because it is going to be cold there unless we have a freakishly warm March or end of March. Uh, I mean, I've gone in April to a night game. Last year I went to the second game of the season, and it was uh, like, 60 degrees during the day and we froze there at night went down to about 40 45 and you if you've gone you know that's a cold place Shea stadium was always called uh city field is uh, is an ice box as well in the early uh months of the season so dress nice and warm and uh, be ready for anything including snow I know I went with a winter hat and gloves and everything else stuck in my bag, uh, and I was glad that I did, but I still could have used one more jacket and or one more sweatshirt or something uh, because it was really cold that night. And, uh, but it makes for a great story and something to remember. All right, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this edition of Mets Musings. Uh, like I said, we're trying to experiment with all kinds of different things here to see how we would do something on the road and, and uh, what equipment we may need and, and, and adjust it from there. So uh, we'll see how this works out and, and take it from there as we try different things this year. So uh, as I said, that's going to wrap it up, and we will see you again next time. And remember until then to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets.